Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Jessica Harrington. Today, we are joined once again by friend of the podcast, Jeff Lindbergh. Yay. If you have not yet had the opportunity to listen to our podcasts with Jeff, be sure to go back and check them out. Jeff and I today will be sharing some card making tips from a few of our favorite crafters. These are some of the most talented designers in the industry, and they're sharing tips as part of the successful uh, Scrapit.com class that already exists called 10 Designers Create 10 Cards for Kindness. You can check out this free class on our website, and you will also discover that Jeff himself is among the instructors, too. (laughs) So thanks for joining us today again. Oh, Jess Harrington, it's good to be back on the podcast. I'm starting to be a regular around here, and I'm loving it. Well, we love it, too. Yes. It's so good to be here. We're talking about something that has really been there for me in a time of need. We talked about on my podcast how I loved the fact that card making in some ways is like therapy. It is an outlet of creativity that really takes people in different directions, and I'm so inspired and find so much personal joy and card making in general general and and the craft industry is filled with different options but card making is one of my favorites so it's going to be fun to share some of these great tips and showcase some of my fellow friends who taught the class with me so i mean shall we just get right to it yes up first we are going to kind of muse about what we saw in victoria calvin's piece We um, love her. She's from Victoria Marie Designs. There always seems to be, you know, a celebration coming up. So it's just good to have some cards on hand that are celebratory in nature. So she has the perfect weekend project or afternoon project. And it's going to ensure that you always have a celebratory card on hand. So what were your thoughts when you watched her? Well, first of all, is there anyone more connective and a creator who is bound to connect to her community than Victoria Marie. She got so my attention. Warm. She is so warm, Jessica. And what I love about her and the reason why I think she's so natural for this particular series is that she's always evoked a sense of community. That's what she's built her Patreon, her scrapbook.com community. And for her to have that option to become in the teaching uh, for us was a big deal. So it was really uh, interesting to see um, her work. Also, she's an unbelievably dynamic social justice speaker. So I've really enjoyed her. Some things that I would share about her is that she breaks down some of this easy step uh, steps into ink blending that just made it so much more approachable. I love when an, uh, a creator or an educator takes the time to break it down. And this series of videos does that in so many ways, whether it's Victoria Marie or others. She did it with stenciling. She did it with mm-hmm. die cutting. Victoria shows us how it doesn't have to be difficult to create these seamless and gorgeous cards. Plus, you know, she adds special sparkle and it just makes her uh, so undeniably lovable. That's for sure. 
I agree. And it's it's seriously to me like a the perfect simple recipe. You create the ombre inked background like she did, stencil any pattern with glitter gel, and boom, you've got a great background. You could do that for days, just be on a background kick. And correct. Honestly, I could watch stencil reveals over and over <laughs> and over again. Like if there was just a YouTube series, I don't know. You, with we that pullback of a stencil reveal, yes, right? I could watch the reveal of like revealing the stencil, whatever you like added medium to over and over and over again. Jess, let's start a new YouTube channel. Like the new ASMR is going to yes. be peel back of stencil like or that. foiling. The same with foil, visual. revealing the yes. foil. Yes. Uh, I love it, love it, love it. And she there's great reveal magic in this one. And that mum stencil with the pixie spray is just great. I also like that she, it's so simple, but it's a great reminder to just die cut your words and sentiments and slip them in your packaging. Because sometimes you forget how thin they are, how what they look like, and you just glance right through. Because the die is backwards, you know, so you kind of forget True. what it looks like. And also saving them for later, getting in bulk, will help you yes. create a card instantly for those last minute things. Look, we creators have a lot going for us, but sometimes preparedness and organization are not always one of them. And so I what I love about your tip there is to do in advance, save for later, and execute your card quickly and last minute. Yes. Yeah, Crafting do it in stages. is procrastinating sometimes, Jess, I'm just saying. It totally is, it totally is. I have some favorites that I would like okay. to talk about. Do you it. know, the one thing that we're seeing just blast out there right now is uh, companies coming out with their color palettes. And yes. it's so much fun to see the colors and how they are um, being created and thought of when these companies come up with them, whether they're our very own at scrapbook.com to the ones that are carried on the site. Um, but one of them, of course, that's near and dear to my heart is Pink Fresh Studios, yes. who I think leads the way in color. And I've had so much fun getting to learn color through Pink Fresh Studio inks. I would also tee up uh, my friends at Concord and Ninth who have had a great jump onto the scene, introducing their cardstock as well as their uh, inks. But in general, Pink Fresh Studio, I think from their accessibility, their durability, but most importantly, how they blend with each other, always in types of four colors mm -hmm. that work together. So if you have the main color, you have three shades to go along with that main color. And it just makes it a little more effortless. And mm -hmm. I found more accessible to people who may struggle with color like I do. Yeah. And I love that she said, no matter what inks you're using, to kind of just be patient, just let it sit, let it settle. Don't go crazy because you might look a little blotchy at first, but walk away for a second, let it, let the colors meld and saturate into the paper and then reveal what it looks like. Really Correct. great tip and patience. Yeah, if you overuse that misty that we all love and that die press of a stamp block, you could oversaturate when you're not letting, just like you said, the ink saturate into the paper and bleed into the full color way that it's supposed to be. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on. There's a lot of tips in this next one, too. It is cards with acetate with Jana Eubank. So how, do you use acetate, Jeff? Like, do you use it? 
Yes, I think it, acetate is also, I think, having its second coming this year. I can only see where it's going to go, which is awesome. But what I love about acetate is that it helps take those shaker cards and so much else, whether it's yes. snow scenes, winter scenes, you can do so much more than shaker cards. But we'll talk about this later in the episode. Love a big, chunky sentiment. Jessica's already pulled this out of me in my last interview with you yes, all. It's your thing. But acetate plus large chunky sentiments make dynamic shaker cards and so i just love how much fun you can have with them yeah i agree definitely this is making uh, i suppose they've had many years of comeback scrapbook.com just released our own little pack of acetate we have a larger set coming but yeah tell me about that i know you'll have to be excited about that yeah i mean it's just we made sure that it was the perfect thickness it's a nice little 10 pack and now you know, people have asked for the larger size. So we definitely added the larger size. Oh, great. So you can cut it up and, and what have you. You do need to use careful plates because it is thicker. So you have to figure out how to die cut it correctly, which just takes a couple of bits of experimentation. Sure, but sure. I love what you said about the shaker cards. And I, <laughs> I absolutely love that Jana Eubanks says, I am not going to make a shaker card. I'm going to show you three different ways to use acetate that is not a shaker card. Because, of course, you're thinking, put something behind it, let it shake. Because, but she, I love her three cards. So, like, her three cards that she does are one of them uses acetate as the base, which is so cute and just, like, begs to be picked up. I mean, you, a clear card. It looks like glass, you know. It looks so cute. And then creating the acetate as the window as kind of like the, the peekaboo and then it, there's a little tag card inside of it again that is something that someone will pick up again and again and enjoy time after time and then my honestly my most favorite one she did was the one with the little hearts all over it and I totally remember the embellishments she said they were inspired by Heidi Swap. Heidi Swap had clear ones she also had some colored ones there was like a smoke and like a teal and a pink and I totally still have those in my stash. And it's just is a great reminder that if there's a product that you remember liking from the olden days, make it yourself. And it's so creative. Yeah. In general, I love this card series for that reason. You were mentioning that it's a go-to, my quick answer about shaker cards. But what I love that Jana offered us is that she showcased a dynamic way to use a product that, like you said, could feel evergreen, but what we did with getting Jana in the series is that we showcase that our creators can really teach and expand your horizon when it comes to the products available. I agree. All right. Well, nice little in the middle of the series. We have Jeff himself. We're going to talk about Jeff's tips and Who's techniques. Who's that guy? Who's that? I don't that? know. Who's that guy? All right. So you did a very clean, simple, slimline card. And I'm so excited to chat about the things that you did and um, the tips that you shared. So the first thing that popped out to me was just that I loved the angled, symmetrical use of the gold mirror on the letters. It is very much inspired by like modern graphic design typography out there in the world right now, but you can create it with your hands, which is so cool. And um, I also loved, of course, anytime someone uses their scraps and creates strips or whatever, it's like so smart. And I love that you added the gold um, back in there as well. And I can't, it's like, I can't tell you how much I want people to do what you did. <laughs> 
lay out your alphas with tape and line them up again and again and again and again. <laughs> you don't want to run out of room at the end and your whole project is messed up. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's Nobody so likes simple. just a hap. <laughs> hap. Hap mail. Hap mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, the gold mirror use was, was so shiny and clean. And also another little tidbit. And I know, you know, th these tips sometimes they're not, it's not like that they're genius. It's just like, oh, yeah, I need to remember to do that. You used the Misty to line up your slimline. And it's like, hello, perfect little like L grid. Line up your things in there. Don't grab another tool. Your Misty's right there. And it kind of dips down in the perfect way to make a perfect right angle. So I loved your tips in this. What do you have to say? Well, the first thing I have to say is that I love that a leader from scrapbook.com loves uh, my class and my work. That's always a good thing. I hope everyone out there does. You know, I think this is a classic example of easy does it, not overdoing it, which is what I'm super passionate about. I think that more people need to appreciate the power of creating your own sentiment through alphas. I specifically picked uh, this product from scrapbook.com because I wanted to create my own sentiment. And we happened to get a sneak peek at the time of a Simon Hurley release, and I wanted to incorporate my yes. uh, fellow dude crafter, so I incorporated his background, but I didn't want it to take over the majority of the card. I could have gone with a lighter ink there and made it just a little more subtle and let Happy Mail take over. But for me, I wanted to punch it up, but also keep it simple. I will tell you that I think the artistry comes through Concord and Knight's colors, perfect demonstration of how if you use the block of colors that they use in mm -hmm. the order, it really gives a punch. And thank yeah. you for recognizing the mirrored cardstock. What a way to elevate a card so simply. And like you said, I did uh, slice it in half there and make a diagonal. And I think it elevated it and took a little bit away from a style that Simon evokes, which is sometimes a more cartoonish style. And I hope that I elevated the look just a little bit. But again, rule for me is clean and simple. And then of course, we have to touch upon the fact that slim lines are very in right now. So I wanted to do it through the products available at scrapbook.com. You friends make it so easy because it's already pre-cut. The bases are already done for you, sized perfectly. I didn't have to take anything to the trimmer. And when you are again procrastinating or trying to deliver a quick, clean and simple card, isn't it great when the product is done for you? And for me to have scrapbook.com materials directly available, easy to pull out, ready to go, and add on top of half of the journey is over because it's already done through the product supplies as they come. Right. And of course, you left out one of your other favorite elements is adding dimension. Yes. Dimension, dimension friend, on Laura top Bassin of dimension. Says, yes. Dimension <laughs> is life. Yes. As I have a good friend that always says, you're right. When you dimensionalize and bring those shadows in, those drop shadows help elevate the card again. We're using terms like elevating too much. I need to get a thesaurus out and think of a different way to say it. But the bottom line is these are small little things that you can do that don't take a lot of extra time, but enhance and take your card to the next level. I agree. It like it like makes the card have a self-confidence. Like, look at the space I'm going <laughs> to take up. I can expand. I can get bigger. It's like boosting sure. your card's self-confidence. I love it. But what you were saying earlier about using um, a lighter tacky tape in order to align your yes. cards perfectly, that's what you were saying. It does help as far as alignment, 
but it also helps with confidence. It really lets it center it nicely. And like you said, if it's edged perfectly and natural tools that you already have on your desktop, like the Misty, mm-hmm. these things go across very quickly and, and can be completed uh, with a little more efficiency. Right. That little touch of professionalism for sure. Well, we definitely want to include Jamie Pate in this discussion. And she talked a lot about backgrounds in the video that she did. And she's such a, has a clean, modern style. She definitely loves to incorporate Heidi Swap products. And I, I just love the way that she used vellum, which also vellum acetate. It too has many periods of renaissance definitely feel like vellum is here again this year and it's a great way to create texture for your card backgrounds and to also mute the colors at the same time it's just it adds so much playfulness and she was quoted saying at the beginning of the class enjoy the process of crafting which is so true because what you're saying is yeah you kind of have a vision or an idea of where you're going But really, as crafters, we know that as you're making it, you're kind of experimenting and on the fly and you're enjoying that process. It's not about getting to an end point. It's truly enjoying how these things kind of come to life in front of your eyes and reveal themselves in front of your eyes. And she had so many great tips in there, like using the scrapbook.com silicone mat. I know it's ours, but honestly, I love how large it is. And you can kind of not use a lot of other tools to put things down because it has that grip and that stickiness kind of. And she uses that with her stencil. One other thing that's near and dear to my heart is how she edged her paper with the, the blade of her scissor. I've always loved that. I did that when I handmade all of my wedding invites years and years ago. And paper is natural. Paper is like tactile. I just love it. So can we just pause and review that I love that Jess Harrington made your own wedding invitations? How many is that? What were you doing? Was it like a production? Oh, 150 cards. And of course, you know, I made the first one myself and was like, this is great. Three layers, basil cardstock. It was the like, (laughs) I still remember it was bling cardstock. Um, It was inked. It had paper. That's where I brought this up. It had each layer um, was shredded around the outside with, uh, I believe it was, it was either the Tim Holtz edge distressor or Heidi Swap had one at the time. It was one of them. And I I voluntold like five or six people to do this. They were my family and friends and they're (laughs) sitting around the kitchen Island. I didn't care if they were bleeding. I was like, I don't care about slivers. You keep working. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, you were on a mission. You needed your wedding invitations. Well, that just makes me think, you know, I know we do it a lot as creators for holiday bulk card making, but I would actually love to know in the comments if you're watching this, have you done a bulk invitation drive like showers, wedding invitations? Can you give Jess Harrington a run for your money for the amount of invitations you've done? I want to hear it. Let's if you if you have done that, please leave it in the comments. So Jessica and I can look back and think, oh, my goodness. That's dedication. Yes. I can't wait. A to lot see of the teams. Answers. A lot of teams at kitchen tables. <laughs> what other tips and tricks stood out to you um, from Jamie Pate? I know, like you said, that she, you know, she used a lot of Heidi Swap stuff. Yes. And just to reflect on Heidi Swap, just to reorientate our listeners, 
Uh, we had just a great time a couple of weeks ago celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Life Handmade podcast, and we lovingly reflected back on our friend Heidi Swap and her episode. So be sure to check out Heidi's episode as well as our 50th. Anything that has a Heidi Swap product is going to be super beautiful, simple, and filled with elegance, but I love that it was laced in to everything that she was doing with this card. It was just mm-hmm. fantastic. But in general, the mixes of stencils, the patterns, and using various um, backgrounds is great. In general, backgrounds, I don't know if you were alluding to this at the top of the podcast, but bulk making backgrounds, just having a day of having different trial and errors with your backgrounds, you probably hate it in that hour walking away. I think you said said this Mm -hmm. at the top as well. And using it later when you're rifling through all those backgrounds is a genius way to get back into some of the backgrounds you kind of turned your back on. But I love bulk background making in general. I agree. And then when the moment arises, all you need to do then is worry about the sentiment and the finishing touches because the backgrounds are done. And I just, and the last thing I'll say about Jamie Pates is that I loved how she made the cute little vellum envelope because then she tucked a floral pattern paper into it. And I love how it was just kind of the little peekaboo hint of the florals behind the semi-opaqueness of the vellum. And then she just slapped the hello thin scripty font right on top of it. And it was just so perfect. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Vellum's an envelope, as you're right. It's that peekaboo opaque. It's that gauze effect that shadows the paper Mm -hmm. just perfectly. Absolutely. We were talking about bulk card making. Speaking of bulk card making. Yes. Wow. Tiffany Solario did 10 cards, which, you know, the class was called 10 designers create 10 cards for, you know, cards for kindness. But like, wow, to see the 10 that she did, she just made, honestly, made making 10 cards so easy yet. Okay. So it seemed easy yet I was in awe. And she too is really a great example of using paper scraps. Um, in her very first card that she did, I love that shiplap layered look. And I would have liked that just for a background, but then she cuts it and it just creates this like so professional, so eye-catching look. And when I love also this technique, when you die cut, this, she, she die cut like a sprig or this, this leaf set. Then she placed it back in to the negative space. You'd think, why? Why put the puzzle piece back into the opening? It creates such a visually appealing look because there is space that's removed, the the tiniest amount. And it just looks intriguing. I love it. And the fact that she did five of the peach rose look and then she did five of the aqua Mm -hmm. ocean with the bold white loved her cards she in general was new to me i'll be honest with you and it was fantastic to see her take scraps and if you think about it again we've talked a lot about efficient card making coming back to pieces that you've left behind storing them for later in general the utilization of scraps can really find whole new lives and really be used in a creative way but i agree with that negative space that had surprised me in the video but what a pleasure to get to know her and her style Right. I am not supposed to say this, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it and then I'll explain why. She is my favorite crafter. 
I'm not supposed to pick a favorite, but here's why. I have a long history. I have a background in graphic design. That's what I did. That's what I went to school for. And she has this design aesthetic with white space and typography that as a graphic trained graphic designer that I just really, really, really love. So Tiffany, if you're listening, you're one of my faves. Uh, well, I'm just saying she's not on the podcast and I am. So I hope that I'm somewhere in there. I had no idea that I didn't like her anymore. But now that I know <laughs> that uh, Tiffany Solero is not my friend, Tiffany, <laughs> I'm on the podcast and you're not. So talk about favorites so later. Mic drop. No, you've got to you've got to get <laughs> Tiffany on your podcast and do a little visit with her. I like she's great. Okay. Yeah, I love it. That'd be great, Tiffany. I'm just She's probably kidding. like, why we are all... you looping? She's probably like, why are you guys looping me into this? I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> well, anyways, we sure hope that everyone enjoyed listening today to this special episode celebrating our collective love for card making. We definitely would love to hear from you in the comments, like Jeff asked, and we want to see some cards that you have made. So be sure to upload your cards to our online gallery, share your ideas in the scrapbook.com forum as well. The links to all the resources we mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes, and you can find those at www.scrapbook.com forward slash podcast. Scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items, and we are the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop here, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters just like you, so check those out. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes there. We also would encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and we may read it on an upcoming episode. And I would like Jeff to share a comment that we just received about our Cards for Kindness episode. Jeff, what did Erica say? Erica Directs shared, I have to tell you about a sweet experience this week. I was listening to a scrapbook.com podcast, and they were talking about Cards for Kindness. I teach communication, so I decided to teach about the lost art of written communication. I was able to use up some stash, first rolls, and some completed washi. Also a bunch of punched shapes and journaling cards. I even ran out of card bases, so they used construction paper from my room. This was such a good use of my product. All kids didn't necessarily love it equally. We wrote to people in our local nursing homes, and I even encouraged them to write their loved ones to connect. I love that. Today, I had the kids reflect on what they had learned, and it was amazing to see the feelings they had after doing it. I was touched to tears. She writes, it's moments like that when I remember why being a teacher is so special. Teachers hold a special place in my heart. So Erica and Idaho, teacher and director, and of course, scrapbooker. We appreciate your comment. Yes, thank you, Erica. And thank you, Jeff, for joining us. What an honor. It was a pleasure to be back. Thank you, Jessica. Yes. Well, goodbye, everybody. And remember, happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric babies.